I mean, you know, let's talk about voting some more, huh? 866-391-1020. Last opportunity I will have to talk with you before the election. Uh, coming up on Tuesday, you'll hear me from time to time, early in the morning and then late into the evening for sure. One of the things that's being tossed about as a reason to doubt is that we're not going to have official results. We're, well, we're not going to have official results for weeks. But we're not going to have the ability to declare a winner and actually go through the first round of counting until sometime Wednesday. And for at least one county in Bucks County, they think it could easily take all the way to Thursday in order to get the final tally of all the mail-in ballots. So many people decided to go mail-in. Also, according to this story, Dory Sorer. The election director in Montgomery County said her county can process about 6,000 ballots an hour. And they have received 130,000 ballots so far. And they think it would take about 24 hours in order to go through that many. Which makes sense. You know, one of the things that's in place is Act 88. Act 88 that was passed by Pennsylvania lawmakers provided $45 million in grants to counties to count the ballots and what they did was they put a requirement that all of the counties that would take any of the money would have to continuously count absentee ballots and mail ballots until the job is done and this could actually make it so that the ballots aren't fully counted any faster than otherwise you can't just artificially create people. And then how do you slave labor these people to make them go 24, 36, 48 hours nonstop with the county? I don't know how you do it. But just because it takes time doesn't mean that there's anything nefarious. It just takes time. And then you leave another little avenue. It's not as though the people who are coming up, coming up with conspiracy theories need, I don't know, they don't need any avenue. If you don't give them one, they'll make one up. That's sure. That's for sure. Because they're making it all up anyway. If they don't have any truth to stand on, everything they say is about things that are being made up. So they can just make up and all kinds of other stories too. That will be one of them, though. It's taking too long. And Doug Mastriano uh, already putting out a mailer on that very issue. Hoping to get people to donate to him and support his cause. Complaining about the fact that we're not going to have numbers that night. Ron, welcome to KDK Radio. Good to have you. Hello. What's on your uh, mind? I got a question um come to my mind I, I deal with students and service projects okay and when they see the prices going up in inflation mm -hmm. and then they understand that uh, some companies are actually taking excessive profits beyond the, their cost increases yes where where is the public available to recoup excessive pro, uh, pro, uh, profits as it were uh, from companies who in a time of disaster like a war take from the public using that disaster to gain excessive profits where is there some structure within and i seem to remember i'm in my 80th year but i remember somewhere that it, 
in a wartime, uh, there was some uh, prohibition on excessive profit taking. Okay. We're not in a wartime. Was, can, was COVID uh, considered a national disaster to be considered under such consideration? Well, I don't know that it was declared. I, I don't remember if it was declared a national disaster or not. Um, but during that, during the height of COVID, uh, they were having a difficult time giving oil away back in March, April, and May uh, when COVID first hit. And they were they were losing tens of millions of dollars then. If they lost tens of millions of dollars during that time, did they recoup it along the way and then profit above that beyond beyond their normal profit scale? I, that I don't know the answer to i know that they're also looking at being able to recoup some of the costs of the losses that they had in contracts and dealings with russia i remember reports of when we decided that we you know companies were boycotting working with russia there were some oil companies that were reporting losses in the billions of dollars because of those ends so there's that aspect of it but you're right there are reports of records amounts of profits for the oil industry is there anything in place right now? My understanding is, no, there is not. There would be some type of tax that would have to be passed, a law that would have to be passed to make that possible. Well, I was hoping it would be something beyond taxation, which might have been in the, the political sphere of today's events, but obviously not. It doesn't but, uh, seem to be that, that that's to be the case, no. But you, you, bring up a, but you bring up a very interesting point. I'm Ron, I'm glad you called. That when you think about inflation... And everybody's dealing with greater costs. You know, you're, you go to buy whatever it is you're going to go buy. You're, you're, you're going to go buy, um, I don't know, a gallon of milk, right? So the gallon of milk is more expensive. And then the argument is that the reason why the gallon of milk is more expensive is that uh, the feed is more expensive for the cows, Oh, well, that explains it, because if you, the cows can only produce milk if you feed them, and if the, food, if the feed's more expensive, then I get that. Well, why is the feed more expensive? Well, the feed is more expensive because the fertilizers that are used in order to preserve, you know, to help the, the crops grow, and then the pesticides that are used, those are all coming from you know, chemicals that they all cost more money, too, with the cost of oil going up. So that, that, that's a part of it. So you have all these people who are saying, listen, I'm just passing on the costs. You know, the dairy farmer is not making crazy money. The, the milk processors are saying we're not making crazy money. But it goes back to somebody who gets to say, we get to pocket all the crazy money. And that's what's happening with the oil companies right now. Because they're not dealing with increased costs on their end. They are not experiencing, think about this for a moment, oil companies, natural gas companies are not dealing with the increased inflation to where it is affecting their bottom line. No, they have record profits. They do. So, and you have other companies that are in similar situations. They see opportunities where, oh, well, everybody's expecting, everybody's blaming it on inflation. I guess we can raise our prices too because everybody else is raising prices. We can do it too. And if it means that we just get to make a whole lot more money, wonderful. That's all. It wasn't that our costs went up, it's just that we saw an opportunity to make it off the people. And you're also dealing with something that is more global than it is just national as well. 
want to get to Tom in Bethel Park. Tom, welcome to KDK Radio. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the general was referring to, I think, is uh, I'm 88, so it goes back away. I can't remember that much that long, but I think during the Second World War, they had a war profiteering tax mm-hmm. uh, for people who made excesses. And then Reagan, in his first term, had, it didn't call it a tax, but he put out an edict that prices for the year after whatever the event was could not exceed what they were the, private, the prior year, with exceptions, of course, like special events and things like that. And I think these pharmaceutical companies, although they got to get out of jail free card as far as getting sued, I think their profits this year are so damn acceptive. They, uh, there ought to be some kind of profiteering tax for that. I hear what you're saying. I would like it if we could just be able to genuinely bring in some real competitive pricing where you allow the largest consumer of pharmaceuticals in the entire world, practically, uh, the federal government, to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies about what it is that they're willing to pay for these pharmaceuticals instead of being dictated to uh, by these companies. There needs to be uh, a a whole lot more of that. But when all you have is the demand that's where it is and then you can be able to dictate your prices, uh, if I'm a pharmaceutical company, I'm charging every dime I can get. Oh, well, any business will do that. I right. Mean, there's no to it. But, but the pharmaceuticals, I mean, they, they keep falling back on this thing. It takes so long to develop this and that. Yeah, it did in the old days. But with these new computers that run at two qubits a second, which is like a two followed by 18 zeros, that resource doesn't take that long anymore. <laughs> well, I, 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 I realize that it takes a while. Not, you're right. It, it, it can go a whole lot faster when it comes to computer aspect of um, the research. But I have no denying that it's expensive to do this as well. Uh, but I, I think there's a legitimate argument, and Tom, thank you, that the United States consumer should not be the research center for the entire world. You know, the, the pharmaceuticals that we benefit from as a result of all this research that they can then do because they charge us back, they don't get to charge these prices to everybody else in the world. And I realize that we are who we are, but at the same time, these other countries aren't seeing a value in these products at, at higher prices. And f- somehow these companies are willing to sell their pharmaceuticals to these other countries at those prices. If you were losing money selling to somebody else, why would you keep on selling? That doesn't make any sense. If you sell to a country and that country isn't paying you back the cost sufficient to cover all of your expenses and then give you a profit, why would you keep on selling to that country? I wouldn't sell to that country. Hey, listen, we, you, you got to pay more. It costs me more to even make this stuff. I, I, I can't do this to you, especially for wealthy countries. You want to make an argument? You want to be able to make pharmaceuticals available to poor countries so that people can sustain themselves and live? I'm all about that. But you have a lot of tremendously prosperous countries that have controls on prices for pharmaceuticals, but they're making money selling them to them. Why do we have to be the people that get raked over the coals? Why We say we believe in the capitalistic system, right? Capitalism. I'm for capitalism. Can't we bring capitalism to the pharmaceutical industry? 
especially considering that we spend the money in order to do a lot of the research in the first place through the National Institutes of Health, and then we provide funding to colleges and universities that are doing their own medical research. And then the companies come in and say, oh, wonderful, we get to make all these profits all of all of this. That's got to come to an end. It's got to stop. All right. Don't forget about election coverage all day long, especially post-election with Rob Pratt. Rose will be a part of that, along with Paul Zeiss and a whole lot more right here on KDK Radio. Pittsburgh's KDKA then. This is KDKA. In East Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we shall now broadcast the election return. Pittsburgh's KDKA Now.